Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast. And I'm your humble and gracious host, Rashad Horn. On today's episode, what I want to talk about is, I want to talk about um, celebrities, entertainers, right? I want to talk about these individuals. I did a podcast a while back. Kind of, um, not necessarily saying arguing, but but speaking on a particular point that some individuals feel that um, celebrities should do more. And my stance was that you have um, certain celebrities who and influencers and entertainers that that's not necessarily that's not necessarily their passion. That's not necessarily their passion. So if it's not their passion to do certain things, I don't think they should be held um, accountable or held or have or have their have their feet. Oh, I'm sorry. Have their feet held to the fire to come out to make statements or um, stand up for certain injustices and certain things like that if it's not necessarily their passion, right? But on this particular episode, I want to talk about the individuals that it is their passion. And we have um, individuals that go back and, you know, quote, and I'm paraphrasing, the statement made by Malcolm X, essentially, where it's like we have athletes and entertainers that um, seemingly step out and go out in front of um, white America or other places, and they become the representatives of America. And you need to be, I mean, be the representatives of black America, and we need to be leery of individuals like that. Right. And that particular statement is one of the things that um, a lot of people use. Um, I see a lot of people anytime this particular subject is brought up um, in comments and things like that. And one of the things that they say is like, we need to stop all this uh, entertainer worship or whatever like that. And even so much so to say that um, when other groups have issues, they send individuals with influence that understand policy and things of that particular nature. They send those individuals forward, whereas we want to send entertainers forward. The other group of people sends entertainers forward, right? And kind of on this pod, I want to kind of shoot entertainers a little bell, right? My my favorite comedian, right, of all time is Eddie Murphy, right? Eddie Murphy. Feel like he's best stand-up. He only had two stand-up specials, but classics. Funny in all his movies, um, stuff like that. But my second favorite comedian of all time, Paul Mooney. Paul 
Mooney. Um, some of you may not know Paul Mooney. Some of you may do know Paul Mooney, but Paul Mooney wrote for Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy, right? Um, if any of you watched the Chappelle show, uh, he was on the Chappelle show. And looking at Dave Chappelle now and looking at some of his transition um, from the type of comedy that he did to the kind of comedy that he's come into now, and even looking at Chris Rock, I learned so much about black history from Paul Mooney, an entertainer, right? An entertainer. I learned a lot from Dick Gregory, an entertainer. But I learned a whole lot from Paul Mooney. I learned a lot. Because that's what his entire shows were about. His entire shows, some people don't necessarily like it because they feel like in some instances he goes overboard. But the way I look at it is that in one of his skits, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, hey, you told me to get over the stuff the child did to me, so get over what it is that I'm saying now. Because essentially, I don't have the power to change your future, but you and your ancestors have the power to change mine. So just get over it, right? And so I feel like what we get from Dave Chappelle and what we get from maybe Chris Rock and other comedians that that, that touch on these particular subjects I feel like it has to go back to Paul Mooney because Paul Mooney talked about a lot of this subject matter in his material. That, that was his whole, those are his whole routines, but he made them funny. He, he brought up serious issues, but he made them funny. And we talk about um, Muhammad Ali, who again was an entertainer. He was a boxer. And, one of the greatest things Muhammad Ali said, you know, and one of the greatest things and stance that he took was not going to the, you know, going to the war because he said, look, the Viet Cong ain't did nothing to me. Viet Cong isn't the one that's calling me the N-word and, and, and you know, brutalizing and beating me up. So why am I going over there to do that? It's an entertainer. Now, <clears throat> What we have now is that we do have a lot of entertainers in our community that don't truly immerse themselves into these particular different things. And again, like I said, I'm not holding their feet to the fire if they don't. You know, I'm not holding their feet to the fire if they don't. Because... If they're not interested in that, they're not interested in it. Some of them live in a bubble. Some of them live in a bubble, but they still know what's going on outside. And they may not be as vocal about it. They may be doing things behind the scenes because everyone doesn't know everyone's every waking move. But I, to an extent, don't feel like that we as individuals, as a community, as a black community, can sit here and just say we have to write off every single entertainer or athlete that comes forward 
and makes a makes a statement. Because I feel a lot of these athletes and entertainers, they know exactly what's going on. They know exactly what's going on. But they also understand to an extent that it's levels to this. Everyone can't be a frontline individual. Everyone can't get in front of a camera and say, this is how I feel about this. This is what needs to be done. This is what needs to be done. No, 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 no. They can go out and create organizations, right? They can go out here and do these, all these particular different things that they feel can combat for it. Because a lot of times you do have, again, like I said, in our community, excuse me, we have entertainers that um, they talk, but it's not any action, right? When President Trump was elected, right, we had um, Steve Harvey, um, we had Jim Brown, um, later on, I got the Kanye, went to go talk to President Trump. And black America, for the most part, we was like, what? This this is who we sending up here? We not sending any business people? We're sending, you know, coons up here? People turned their back on Jim Brown. Oh, man, Jim. Oh, man, Jim the lost. Man, Jim ain't out here. And a lot of these people that said that ain't put in nowhere near the type of work that Jim Brown has put in. Right? Nowhere near the work that Jim Brown has put in. And like some people said, if Malcolm, I mean, if Martin was still here, they would have probably went to go sit down with President Trump. Right? They would have probably went to go sit down with him. Um... We've had the Nation of Islam members meet with the Klan to to discuss land acquisitions, right? So the aspect that you can't go and have a cordial conversation with um, someone that your people may not necessarily agree with, it happens. If we look at the overall global uh, economy, a lot of these countries, they don't like each other, but they understand that, hey, we have to work together, right? We have to negotiate a deal that works for you and works for me. And me personally, um, getting back to Steve Harvey, uh, Steve Harvey is one of my favorite um, comedians, right? I loved his Steve Harvey show um, when I was working where I could listen to the radio all the time. I listened to his morning show on the way to work. When I had a, a, a fairly decent commute, I would listen to his radio show. And I like what um, Steve does over the summer where he gets the boys, uh, the black, the young black males, and they go down to the ranch down in, I believe it's in Georgia. I forgot. Is it Steve Harvey's leadership camp or malehood camp? Or I, I don't have a name right here in front of me, but. I like that he does that. And maybe a lot of people that, you know, that don't know about that. But one thing that obviously Steve caught a lot of flack for talking about, he don't 
care about, as they say, sh- shucking, chucking, shucking, and jiving in front of in front of the in front of white people, right? Shucking and jiving, feeling like man, you don't, you know, you ain't gotta do all that, man. You ain't gotta be all all extra and stuff like that. But at the same token, I can't vilify you for that and not take time to give credit for what it is that you're trying to do. You know, teaching the brothers how to tie a tie, teaching the brothers, the young brothers, how to do certain particular things like this. Essentially, as they say, teaching young brothers how you have to somewhat conduct yourself in this society. It might not be 100% right. Some people may not 100% agree with the way that it is. But at the same time, they are doing something. These are actionable things. They are giving them something to do that isn't sports related, right? Because a lot of people feel that we push our children, young brothers, to sports more than anything else. So from what I've garnered from it, it's not he, he's not he's not operating a football camp. He's <laughs> not operating a basketball camp, right? He's not doing that. And nothing against the brothers that um do that, right? But it's it's a particular balance. So when I when I saw that initially, you know, I was like, you know, well, if they're going up there to meet with them, meet with him or whatever the situation is, um, you know, whatever it is that they're talking about, I just can't automatically just, you know, toss out and say that they went up there to talk to him about things that was going to benefit them at a particular level because they've gotten so much success to the point that they no longer know what it feels like to be at the bottom, right? But... I still have to take into consideration that they still are doing things that target and go after the bottom because they don't have to do that. Steve Harvey didn't have to put on a camp like that, right? Paul Mooney didn't have to make his material discussing issues of race, discussing things that are happening socially now that were still happening socially back then. Paul Mooney could have made his jokes the same as Eddie Murphy. He could have made his jokes the same way as Red Fox. He could have made his jokes, you know, you know, he could have been, um, you know, shucking and, you know, shucking and jiving, so to speak, as, as, as they say. He could have been doing that, but he didn't. So <clears throat> we fast forward, we get to an individual like LeBron James who has taken on a a leadership role in a lot of things, you know, going on from his um, leadership academy, which, you know, somewhat caught some flack when individuals are looking around and said, hey, why aren't there more black teachers? And why aren't there more black students in there? And things of that particular nature. You know, whatever the situation is. But he's done a lot. Right. He's done a lot. He's he's he said a lot. We had the reporter told him, hey, you need to shut up and dribble. He you know, he took that, kept pushing um, ultimate family man, things of that particular nature. And 
But you'll still may have individuals that say, oh, you don't know the full what's going on out here. You don't know what it's like and all this particular different stuff like this. And the aspect still remains that, look, LeBron James has two black sons. And in certain areas in this country, they don't care that it's LeBron James, son. He could just as very he could just as easily be um Trayvon Martin. He could just as easily be George Floyd. Right? His son, you know, either one of his sons. So that what that's what I feel is the ultimate equalizer that brings certain individuals who are celebrities that may feel like that, hey, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily still um, identify with those people, but your children still identify because at the end of the day, no one's going to ask when they pull you over, who's your mom or who's your dad? If it's just that day that they, you know, feel that way, you know, something's going to happen. So I like that a lot of um, entertainers, the ones that have a level of understanding or standing up and bringing awareness to particular situations now, right? And, but again, just like anything else, you have some that are coming out and speaking and things of that particular nature that they don't necessarily, you know, they don't, they don't fully understand what it is that's going on, but because it's considered trendy now, then you know they're gonna they're gonna speak on it, and those are the ones that don't need to, and can't forget about you know Colin Kaepernick, you know either, individuals that talked about it when it wasn't a trendy type of thing to do. We gotta hold those people in a little bit more higher regard then we hold the ones that essentially just got hip to the game that are that are looking for ways to draw or bring attention to themselves and 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 some of them who've never said nothing they still aren't saying anything right so you know that's commendable at the same time at least you're not getting out of character Right, because there are a lot of people who are getting out of character, and it's a lot of people at the same token that are staying within character from a celebrity standpoint, right? But I just I don't want everyone, you know, a lot. Of, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily like it when I when I see it from a lot of things where individuals say, "Man, it's, it's celebrities, celebrities." They don't speak for us. They don't speak for us. And it's like a lot of them do. Because a lot of them have the same level of intelligence, the same level of understanding. And some have a far greater level of understanding than you do. We can look at a brother like Judge Joe Brown. Judge Joe Brown had a television show. Right? Now, even though he's a, you know, was a judge, but that was a TV show. He could be considered a TV personality. But Judge O'Brien has a has a lot of information that a lot of you know that could probably rival that of Michael Eric Dyson. They could rival um Cornell West. They could rival brothers who 
brothers and sisters who this is their life's work, right? This, you know, this is their life's work, right? And like I said, a lot of entertainers and things like that, they may be doing things behind the scenes that we don't necessarily know about. And and they like it that way because they don't necessarily want the attention of the of the issue to bring more focus to them. They want it to kind of live and, and breathe on its own, right? So I just you know, I just wanted to put, you know, I just wanted to just to touch on that that, you know, basically all celebrities and entertainers aren't the same, right? We have some that, that have the same level of intelligence, have the same drive, have the same passion um, as we do, right? And you have some that that don't. That's just the way it is. But we don't need to put all of them in the same, in the same box um, because they're not. The ones that, you know, should be in that box, we know who those individuals are. And... The ones that shouldn't be in that box, we also know who those are as well. So we just need to try to make sure that, you know, we identify those, um, you know, correctly. Because a lot of these, I'm not going to say a lot, but some of these individuals that do have power, they do have influence. Not necessarily as I as I stated to to dismantle systemic racism but they do have power in essence that they can kickstart something certain particular initiatives they can kickstart um things like lebron james now is you know they're looking to you know help protect voters black african-american voters rights right so just easy is they can have the power and the influence to do that. They can also have the power and influence to um, hopefully in the future allow for us to set up, you know, super PACs where we can finance or even bring awareness, you know, bring even more awareness about um, potential candidates and hopefully maybe um like Diddy or, or, or someone like that can kind of get to an aspect where it's like, look, we're going to have a real rundown of what it is particular candidates have and and we can get maybe get petitions together and things like that. And, and some of these individuals that have been lifelong politicians, you know, we're able to get those get those people out of there. So so the so the opportunity is there. The power is there for some of these entertainers and celebs if they just exercise that power and stop being docile and stagnant and just like, oh, well, you know, I got mine, you know, I'm not necessarily worried about it. So whenever they get past that particular point, a lot of, I feel we can, you know, we can move forward. But, you know, in conclusions, you know, all entertainers aren't the same. I learned a lot from, um entertainers and not necessarily just saying I wholeheartedly disagree with with Malcolm but that particular statement has a few you know a few holes in it so to speak 
because there are some entertainers out here that do have our best interests at heart, even though the ones, the examples that, you know, some of the examples that he did give, we have examples of those, you know, those type of individuals today. And while those particular individuals may, you know, outnumber the ones who have genuine admiration, we just can't box them all together, right? We just can't bottle them all up, right? So this is another episode of the Paradigm 132 podcast. I'll be back to you again next week. Peace.